0: What's going on? Welcome to Culture Unplugged, a live broadcast, a live podcast recorded. Um, and we are in f- uh, full effect because today we have a special guest. But before I even get into that special guest, uh, go ahead and like and subscribe down here at the bottom. You already know we're putting out content every time, every time as much as we can. And this is the second episode for the podcast. Um, but I want to introduce it also on the YouTube because I think this content, this particular topic is important, uh, especially to talk about. I had a long day and I'm ready to get into it. So without further ado, I want to introduce you to my family, my blood, my cousin, uh, Peter. Peter Corbin, what's going on? What's going on, Chris? What's going on? All right. Uh, everything is good, brother. I just, I feel like we got to, we got to talk about this and for a lot of people who are just getting on, getting on this particular episode, they're, they're watching us, or maybe they're hearing us on on their devices. Um, we're talking about why you should be man enough to admit when you're wrong. Why you should be man enough? To admit when you're wrong. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna let you just. You feel comfortable for, for, before we get into? It. I want to make sure you. I am, it. Okay. I am very comfortable. Okay. I'm
1: very comfortable.
0: Okay. So. This is something that I will say I've had trouble with, um, you know, and just kind of give some background. Uh, Peter and I, we linked up over the weekend. We we basically connected, and you know, I I, I would remember maybe some fragments of us getting together when when I was young. Um, but I knew just from talking to this man that I was like, yo, he has a lot to talk about, and with this topic especially. I remember just some times where I had a problem just admitting when I was wrong, and I feel like as a grown man to be able to get to that point, it has to be something that clicked. Mm. So before I before I even get break that down, I'm gonna let just Pete, introduce yourself, man. Let let people know who you're, what you what you do. Let people know who you're, what you're about. Uh, you know, give them something to kind of feel like, hey, this is this is what I, this is who I am.
1: Well, first of all, I want to thank you very much for having me on your podcast. It's an honor and a pleasure to um, share and fellowship with you. Um, I, Peter Corbin, um, I am your cousin. (laughs) I am one of the illustrious members of your family and happy to be so. Uh, I am a father of four, grandfather and great-grandfather. I've been living here in New York City for the last 35-odd years or so, uh, working in hospitality. I started out as an actor and a model. Uh, That was before, uh, you know, as the family thing is, we lose our (laughs) hair. So um, that was many years ago. I studied at HB Studios and went on to do the national commercial for Sprite and Coca-Cola and worked for various modeling agencies before I settled into the hospitality field and began to apply my skills as a leader and a manager. And uh, that is how I get to be here today at this wonderful age of 58, discussing life with my cousin. Wow. So
0: Thank you again. Well, listen, it's an honor. It is an honor for the only... Uh, not only because you're my cousin, but I didn't even know majority of things that you just shared with me just now. And mm-hmm, so that, mm-hmm. that in itself is a beautiful thing. Uh, we, mm-hmm. we happy, we're happy to have you on the show. We are blessed. I'm blessed to uh, be able to conversate with you in this way. So again, you guys make sure that you like subscribe because we about to get in, get it unplugged all the way around, mm-hmm. uh, with this YouTube members of culture unplugged. So this is, this is where I find difficulty in, you know? Um, it has to be a, a moment of time where I would say for myself where I had some difficulty just being straight up honest with myself and the person that I maybe have had um, a disagreement with. And I guess my pride affected me in a way where I could not be able to come to terms to say, look, I was wrong. Uh, I'm sorry, whatever the case may be, because I didn't want to look weak. Mm -hmm, Right. mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. tell me a little about something like a time where you may have felt like this was, you, you had something that you maybe have did, you know, maybe it ate up at you, you know, did you feel like at that moment that you knew you, you had to say something to, to kind of alleviate, to apologize, or you felt like you just kind of like, you just winged it. And for years later, you kind of regretted it.
1: Well, if I may first delve into something first, before I answer that question and you touched on, on an element of being open and being honest. A lot of that is cultural. A lot of that is how we are brought up. You know, if we're brought up in a family or in an environment where openness and honesty is the flagship of how we operate, then that is more likely what we're going to do. As black men and men of color, You know, that statement that you made of appearance of weakness is part of our culture.
0: Mm.
1: You know, we don't want to give anybody any ground. It may be our own children. It may be our own mate. And we still don't want to give ground because we are afraid of being perceived as being weak. For myself, it's an evolution. And I think for most people, as you get older, you can evolve into that state of being open and honest. Some people never do. For myself, and I'm going to touch on a a subject of, of what is rampant in our society, I grew up, one of my stepfathers was an abusive male. Unfortunately, he suffered with PSD and, and he was a Vietnam um, war veteran, and subsequently started, you know, drinking and, and and that carried on into how he treated my mom. I did that. I abused uh, women. I physically put my hands on women, whether to restrain them, uh, never to punch, but still, again, I put my hands on a woman. Um, In having kids, kids who are of qualifying age, both men and women, uh, you never want to see somebody do that to your children whether it be a female on male situation or a male on female situation or vice versa i've had to come to grips with that and been open and honest with myself and 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 deal with that truth you know that truth of how my actions made someone afraid or hurt or petrified so, I, I, have, have I answered your question,
0: Christopher? I just want to know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Listen, man. I, you you started. To, you you started. I'm be honest. So you you started to you know as you were talking, man. I just started to think about all these different times of you know admitting when I was wrong. Uh, certain things that I just did that I. Right. Um, I guess I didn't necessarily all the way forgive myself for or admit right. when I was wrong for. Right. And right. it's it's sometimes it's hard to be vulnerable to express yourself in a way that says, look, these are situations where I'm not proud of. These right. are situations where i said something that I look back and I cringe because I'm like, I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't right. have done that. Right. And I can't take it back. I can't go back and change a lot of the things that I've done. Mm-hmm. But the things that we know about, we learn based on environment, like you just shared, you know, and being able, and, you know, you, you take a little bit of those, some of those behaviors, you carry it on. Mm-hmm. But you started to have that self-reflection moment. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so my whole thing with that is, it's like, you know, what is it that, at, at this juncture at this point in time that somebody can do you know um first obviously you know in the moment or right before they can they act on something that they know is wrong what can they do to self uh restrict or self discipline so that that action does not become you know, collateral damage so that it doesn't become losing someone that you really love, someone that you care about? Uh, You know, what do we you know, do we think about what the end result could be? Or is it? We just figure it out afterwards, and we, we come back to it later.
1: I think I think the most important thing is that we have to realize as people that everyone is different. That word or that definition of or dn or dna being of difference explains who we are we are different we see things different we react to things different and to hold someone accountable to your own standards is where we make the mistake and i think that we have to first accept people for who they are and not what we want them to be. And I think that's the underlying thing or the underlying action that one can take before one does something, says something, reacts to something that may hurt someone that you love is realizing the difference that we all share. And that is the special and the beauty of us. Mm -hmm. And coming to the table and acknowledging that difference. For that young lady or young man who are involved in a relationship, they're coming from different norms than you and I. There may be a family of one. There may be a family of six. And that dynamic is different. Mm -hmm. There may be a father there. There may not be a father there. There may be a mother there. There may be death. But again, still. Even with all of those complexities, there is a difference that is in all of us, that is inherent in all of us. And I think that we must respect that first. And when we learn to respect that, Mm -hmm. then we learn how to deal. And that prevents us from making or saying things that we normally might have said that would hurt someone that we would regret down the line. Right, right. (laughs)
0: I <laughs> think, yeah, yeah, no, it, it's, it's tough, man. And I would say, um, I, I can recall, I, I definitely can recall a, a handful of times where maybe I, maybe I dated somebody and I remember I said yeah. something and, and emotions can just get the best of you. And mm-hmm, I think for mm-hmm. and I, and I was talking about, I, I see how there's so many different situations, um, where men some men can't get back they can't redo something most some of those dreadful actions uh, because yes. for some of us there's this um, there's this fragility in our yes. manhood there's this mm-hmm. fragility where the feeling of knowing that because this woman is out there uh, that we loved or we cared about or we enjoyed having sex with or whatever is on this is, is with some other man that we're going to act out in such a way as to say that they don't they that because i can't have her that no one can have her and i'm here and that is not fertility. that's that is control that's control i would say yeah you're right it's control that's control but it's a it's a fragility in the fact that they are so they, they are, they're just so so feeling like you know like they feel personally attacked. They take that sensitivity. They can't move on. They can't let it go. Um, and they act out in such a way that's almost deadly. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying this is for all men. I'm not saying that's a manhood trait at mm-hmm. all. I am just mm-hmm. saying that there is a link in some men that would cause them to act out in such a way. And I would say, even for me, where I've you know maybe argued or I've cussed or whatever the case may be, I can't go back to change that. So, to mm-hmm. me, to come back and say, "Look, this is something I did that was wrong. I feel like this." It's in a, it's got to be a, a moment where you feel like, "Okay, I am. I have to be grown about this situation." And even though there's grown people that today that just won't take that concept and make and apply it. Well, you know, everything that you're saying has credence to it. But
1: again, I, I go back to getting to the community, the environment that you're in. It allows you allows you, and gives you the opportunity to face yourself. When you have that older person, that brother, and it doesn't necessarily have to be someone who's older, but you have someone within your community. That Your community could be your family, could be your work life, could be your actual community, the neighborhood that you live in. When you have someone in that community who can share with you another thought process, it opens up your mind to looking at another thought process and therefore looking at yourself. For that man who cannot get over his mate moving on to somebody else, What can you say about that person other than that person is living in a controlled fear? It's a fear that they have. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And that fear then mitigates them to have control over the situation. They do not feel that they can get this person back. That's their fear. They do not feel that they can make situations better that can lure that individual back, so that nobody else can have it. Right. And so that fear and control then takes over you, everything that you're thinking, everything that you're doing. And that can happen to anyone, man, woman, child. Who are, fear is a very, very brutal emotion. Mm. It is the, the emotion that stops all of us from achieving a lot of things in our lives, that fear. So when you are in a relationship that you, quote-unquote, don't have control over, fear takes over. If control is your your thing, then fear will take over. Because when you lose control, you're now in fear of what can be, Mm -hmm. what you may not have what somebody else has, what she has. Mm -hmm. And so our actions and reactions come from the community and the environment that we are brought up into and how we think and how we feel and how we collect our thoughts. And if we do not have someone there to help and share with us how we are feeling, then we act out. we men, don't matter how old we are, we're still 12 years old.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you why do you say that? that?
1: You know, it, it, the love that you share for your mom, when you look at your mom, is a 12-year-old love of amazement and wonder, of, of guile, of wow, my mom. And that carries with us throughout our whole lives and how we deal with women to some degree. We, we want to be strong. We want to be the man. But we, guess what? We're a 12-year-old boy.
0: Mm. So you think we still carry on the same behaviors as we were when we were yes. just kids? Yes. Okay. okay. So,
1: control, fear. Mm. You know, little kids want to control the situation. Mm-hmm. Little kids, the first thing they may if they can't control it, then they lash out. That is their fear. As we get older, we, we learn how to balance that. Or we may not. Right. And it's the community that helps us with that. And it's the community of our friends, family, neighborhood, neighbors, work people, whoever that might be, that helps us, you know, uh, uh, Mitigate that through the rest of our lives.
0: I I say I'd say is I'd say it can be very difficult for not, I would say for the person that is, um, you know, has a certain kind of bravado, maybe a little mm-hmm. narcissistic mm-hmm. and feel like he ain't got to owe anybody anything. Mm-hmm. And it's that kind of person that I feel like can be dangerous. Um, and this video this particular topic is really for that dude, because I see it uh, quite often. People don't think, people don't take the time to think. And one thing turns to another. I'm gonna say this, we're all human, right? Some situations, some people call this to be, um, make make this, allow us to make decisions. Sometimes we, we make decisions based on emotion. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and it's for that reason where we, we have to we, we sometimes don't think about it. I would say until the last minute, when the person's already gone a lot of times, and we gotta go back and have a self-reflect and as if we're like, you know, I can't go back and say I'm sorry or say I was wrong because that person's no longer here. And life is so short, man. I know I spoke about this on another episode. Life is so short, um, that it just seems like today it don't it don't take nothing to die right? Like you're going to have people that's going to be, that's not good for you. And I understand that you got people that's not literally you know, a shitty person or whatever the case may be, but to be man enough to walk away from that whole environment or be a, you know, and be able to say, look, whatever I contributed to this, I was wrong. And now I'm moving to, moving on. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. So for, for that person, what would you say? For that man that's that's having that difficult time with that, because he don't want to, you know, be able to communicate, you have a hard time feeling like you got to communicate, you gotta be to always be a bigger man. What do you what do you say to that guy?
1: For that guy, again, it all goes right back down to your community. It all goes right back down to who you're talking to. Keep in mind what comes out of someone's mouth, whether uplifting or degrading, is what people carry with you know, you got the brother who's out on the street, and he's he's just gotten into a fight with his girl, and he's talking to his boys, and his boys says, "Yo, fuck her, man, fuck that, fuck that girl." That is the mentality he's going to carry with him. He goes someplace else, and he sits down with another man, and the guy says, "You know what? Why don't you take it, take a break, step back for a moment, think about it, think about what you lent to the situation." Off work yourself in her. In her situation, would you like to be in that? Put yourself, you know, giving that person adverse different roles to think about instead of the bravado of fuck her, blah, 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 blah. Your community, again, is what lends a helping hand to your decision-making process. We're always going to have emotions. Mm-hmm. We have emotions in everything that we do. But how we manifest that, how we straddle that fence, how we deal with it on a day-to-day basis is through the community. It's through our God. It is through our friends. It is through our advisors, our community uh, personnel. All of those things help lend to how we react to a situation. So I would say to again to that individual who is on the cusp of being open and coming back to say he or she is sorry or he is sorry who are you talking to? Mm. Cuz after you stop talking to yourself <laughs> who are you sharing your feelings with? Mm. Even if it may be that quick, that quick, you know, ancillary comment that you may make when you step in the car with your boy. And your boy you asks you, yo, what happened to you last night? And you just go, yo, man, I had a fuck, fight with that fucking girl. And your boy just goes, oh, man, fuck that. That response right there helps determines, in many ways, how you're going to deal with it when you get back home. mm
0: mm-hmm. So who are you talking to? I think some people don't have. I think I think some of the guys that that might, you know, um, well, I'll put it this way. So right now, you got you you got this uh, platform of different guys that are on YouTube. They're on social media. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the name Kevin Samuels, mm-hmm. uh, but he seems to be a a very um, important name. Right. Um, And I know we're hearing hearing the sirens in the background. But we're in New York City. It's in New York. It's it's New York. It's all good. Right. It's all good. Um, But I will say it's like you got that. You got some of these guys that people look up to because they never had anybody to talk to. Right. Right. And maybe they are struggling with the fact of who they are and they're looking for that sense of identity. Mm -hmm. And so they look to these guys, um, to be the father figure. They never had my father Mm didn't enter my life till I was 13. Mm -hmm. And for a long time, I didn't know how to deal with that. I really didn't know my sense of the world. I felt very unsure and uncertain. Mm -hmm. When he did come in my life and I got to know him, I really appreciated that. He did when he did, Mm -hmm. right. Not everybody's going to get that experience. Right. So for people like Kevin Samuels, and for the guy who's at home, uh, who's just who needs an outlet, somebody that they can look up to, that becomes their resource. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong, personally, with Kevin Samuel. Whoever you look to, whoever you look to, but what is what are you really, truly? What's your true intent? What is your your you know your overall purpose at that point? When it comes down to your growth, how's that person growing you to be the best? You, what do you? What are you, you know, hoping to learn and grow from? So, I had to forgive. I have my own things I had to forgive, but it, a lot of times, some things just come through life experiences. True, that, true you know that. What I'm saying true some true of that. the shit that you come across, man. It's like it's some of the people that that some people that you know that cross you, some people that hurt you, some people that uh, and you know, so you got to respond appro- appropriately, case by case, but every day some so for so so for some of those people that they don't really have somebody they don't have the community as you suggested they don't have the person that they can just call up and and just let it out because a lot of my, a lot of motherfuckers I I could tell you they don't have an outlet they don't they suppress everything right and they wrong they walk up on the wrong person or the wrong situation comes around and they explode because they don't have any other resource to do so so how important is mental health um, in terms of avoiding that suppressed behavior, that suppressed experiences?
1: Well, mental health plays a, a strong part in it. But again, I, you know, I, I, I harp on this word community involvement in, in response to what a young man needs. Now, for you, as a young man, you listen to a lot of music. You are influenced by the music that you listen to. For that young man that may not have you or myself or some other aspect of, of, of guidance, or another view he or she relies on that music, again, that they're hearing, the environment that they're in. How does he de- deal with that? Well, it, again, goes back to the environment that you're in. If you are in a, a negative environment, your chances of, of getting an, an opposite view are pretty slim. If the music The mentality, the home life, the work life, everything, because for you to step out of that and to go into something different, you must have a catastrophic awakening. Something must have happened in your life, something, you know what I'm saying, that just jars you from left to right. Mm -hmm. And you and I know that that happens, but it really does. It really, really doesn't, and when I, I when I say really, I mean R A R E L Y. Excuse my my you know enunciation. That really happens. So for that young man again, who is in that quandary of seeking help, who is mentally off, how does he or she well? It's like people like you or myself going into communities like that and offering our services. Mm. Because they're not going to come to us. And trying to catch those young men before they hit a certain age. Mm.
0: And so And and that's and I'm so glad you brought that up because ultimately, Peter, this is what this is the channel that I'm hoping that reaches that person before that happens because I know I know what it's like to have not have that resource. I know what it's like to wonder. I I know what it's like feeling like you know you got nobody to really call on or to be a friend. Yes. Yes. Um, And straight up, it's got to change. It's got to change. It has to be a resource. And if this can be and reach and touch somebody right now, let it. Let it. Let well, it let it, it again. Yeah, yeah, what
1: what you what you are doing right now is a very proactive aspect of wellness and guidance for young men. And I applaud you tremendously for it. Opening up a forum. Talking to men, men of different ages and men of different persuasions, uh, and getting get their feedback. This communication, this aspect of communication and involvement and impact involvement, community impact involvement, is so very needed. Not just in a black community, it's needed in all communities. Because Mental health is, is is hitting everybody. There's a bunch of young men who are out here in this world who don't have anyone to talk to. And there's a huge gap between the 50-year-old and the and the 16-year-old. They have two different agendas. And it's very, very hard to share with a 16-year-old your views as a 50-year-old So how do you bridge that gap? Mm -hmm. It becomes when I was younger, we used to do a peer monitoring situation, whereas we would have people who were similar to our ages. If I was 16, there was somebody who was 18 or 19. You know, if I was 19, then it was someone who was 21 or 22, because you could easily connect to that individual. And I think that that is one of the things that are missing. We're missing that peer mentorship. Going all the way down of communicating, of you know, like you said, you know, when you were young, you know, and I'll tell you something one of the things that made that easier for you to connect to your dad was your mother. Because had your mother not been positive and proactive, you might have never connected to him.
0: Very true very true so
1: big ups to your mom and how she portrayed your father no doubt because if she was negative and things that she was saying around the house and negative negative in things that she said to you the chances of you connecting with him would be very slow.
0: yeah 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 no i i agree with that i mean i definitely think it it depends on the household you're in you know um and that's a whole another conversation about women and when it comes down to their uh you know exes and you know baby fathers that they had a bad you know relationship with and don't want to be around them anymore i mean that's a mm-hmm. whole other mm-hmm. topic in itself um mm-hmm. but i don't want to eliminate the the thought of you know you have to seek you know uh first you have to seek that help And you gotta be able to be open to forgive, Mm -hmm. right? And there's a powerful me. I mean, it's a powerful feeling like getting out of your own mind, getting out of your own uh, prism of you feeling like the world is against you or you feeling like I don't owe that motherfucker shit. Right? And just being straight up to say, you know what? I can't either internalize whatever happened long years ago or I can be able to say you know what I don't deserve to let something like that hold on to me and you know um me hold on to it for years and years and I have to hold that burden you don't Mm -hmm. you don't have to Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. if you if you really be able to take anything anything from this episode is being able to be, you know, seek out the right people that you know. I'm not talking about necessarily the people that's in your circle, because the ones in your circle may not be the ones that's going to give you the best advice. Exactly. But somebody who is successfully in a situation that's totally opposite than yours have a whole other outcome that's positive and be able to seek out that type of guidance to admit, if it it takes you to that moment, that place where you can say, at least I said, I'm sorry, or I was wrong, whatever case may be. But being able to do that, it does make you feel like, look, you're taking whatever pain, whatever hurt, whatever it was, Mm -hmm. the ego, um, Mm -hmm. and you released it, you took off the burden off yourself, and you let it go. And you can move mm-hmm. on with your life. And you can move on with your life and live like the life that you God always intended for you. That is true. That right? is true. So um that's my that's how I feel about it, man. Like I don't wanna see you in a situation where you're you know, um you hurt other people, whatever the case may be. Focus on on your well being, focus on the well being of the people that you care about around you and be straight up. Peter, I, I applaud you having uh, on the show, man, and uh, this particular episode. Do you want to give any final thoughts before uh, I ask for some good comments on this topic?
1: Well, the, the, the I, I think you, one of the things that you just shared was forgiveness. I will share love. Without love, you can't forgive. A lot of young men and young women don't know what love is and the unconditionality of love and the derivativeness of love, how it derives, how the word came about. It comes from the word charity, to give. And therefore, it goes into forget. You understand me? So I think what is important for young men is if they don't feel love, then how can they forgive?
0: Mm.
1: So it's first seeking that. And how how does a young man in, in peril like that find love? Well, I say open up yourself to everybody. And res- respect the imperfection. I think sometimes when we're looking for someone to mentor us, we're looking for the perfect individual. Hmm. He must have the perfect job or the perfect title or the perfect stature in life. And we got to remember that that doesn't exist. That we're all fallible, but everyone makes mistakes. And if you know that and you accept that, then you can take advice from someone who made a mistake before. You know, sometimes people say, well, why am I gonna listen to you? I know we've heard that before. Mm -hmm. Why am I gonna listen to you? Yeah, yeah. Huh? Well, you're gonna listen to me because I went down that road and I made that mistake. And I can tell you, don't go down that road. Not because I'm perfect, but because I'm imperfect. Mm. And I think that that is the most important thing that any young man can take away from this segment, to go out and seek people. Anybody. And listen. Spend a little time listening.
0: Mm.
1: Your mind will swirl a little bit. You'll we'll get some thoughts. Absolutely. And don't look for the per- perfection in others.
0: Well, agreed. Well, agreed. Well, agreed. Man. You
1: know? And walk with love. Walk with love. Walk with the love that you want to have. If you're missing feeling love, then give that type of love to somebody.
0: Peter Corbin, man, I truly appreciate it. It is a blessing and an honor because. Just to have you on the show. Uh, listen, you. you heard it. You've uh, watched it. If you're watching it on our YouTube, um, you're hearing this also on the podcast on Apple, soon to be other devices and platforms. Uh, let us know what you think in the comment section of this video on YouTube. Let us know also what you think. Just dropping in. Um, if you're listening on podcast right now, uh, shoot me You know a DM. What did you think? What questions you have about uh, myself, Peter, when we talked about a being man enough to admit when you're wrong. That's yes. a deep, it's a deep thing to do. It's not hard. That's it's not easy thing. for any, and it's anybody, but to do it is your saving grace
1: to it do it. It
0: means you can go forward. And that's what I want for you. If you're listening, if you're watching, that's exactly what this is designed to do. So again, make sure you subscribe. Go on to the uh, YouTube channel. If you're watching this, go ahead and just subscribe right now. I know you're going to love to see more episodes. Let me know and and just DM me too. What what other topics you want me to talk about? I have a plethora of them, but let me know what you think and how I can add to the channel, and make it great. So for your enjoyment as well. All right, Peter, appreciate you, brother. Thank you. Always love. Always love. Love you. All right, peace. Be safe. I would love to have you on the show going forward, that's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) All right, y'all.